did it, man. I want, I want that blue eye devil. <laughs> what do you say? What's the fight? Uh, cause he, he put a video of him. Uh, he put a video of him hitting pads. No, you can, you can, you can film. All right. This is good. Uh, I don't want to. Hey, you're good, brother. You're good. This is all good, B-Ross. But he put a picture of him. He put a video of him hitting pads. But a lot, he's got no setup, Mike. He 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 throws naked. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to have that twitch, that inside. I mean, you know, what, you know what I'm saying? Like when you box, Mike, you're inside. <laughs> you're getting. That's what I'm saying. But this dude just—he's just throwing off the open, like, bro. You got—you got to evolve, man. You got—you got to change the game. If not, how are you gonna? How are you gonna become a champ again if you're the same person? That's how, that's why I want that blue eye devil, Mike. <laughs> Mm. You better cut me that piece too. Send it to you, bro. Wow, Triple C talking to Uncle oh, Mike about man. Conor McGregor, my man. Welcome back to the Triple C and Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo. My co-host has an Olympic gold medal. The champ, champ, the one and only, Mr. Henry Cejudo. Well, let's get this ball rolling, Schmo, because time is money and money is time. Man, you are keep picking on Conor McGregor, man. The feud continues. Let's toss it to that training video that you're talking to Mike Tyson about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like in the pocket. It's like he's not boxing. There's knees that you have to worry about. There's takedowns that you have to worry about. But Conor McGregor continues to keep doing the same thing, trying to look pretty on Instagram, like the wannabe uh, Instagram model that he is. And he continues to uh, just throw off throw off the open, like naked, no setups, no feints, no level changes, Schmo. Like, and he expects the same result. That absolutely makes me sick. As a matter of fact, dude, I'm actually, I should be charging him because there's a reason why Conor McTapper is always commenting on my answers because he knows triple c is the real deal he knows that i'm pinpointing all them damn little areas so mctapper you know you lucky i ain't charging you but listen triple c not everybody has perfect form when it comes to striking man obviously a lot of guys make mistakes but what is drawing your eye your attention to conor mcgregor it seems like every single week every single piece of content he puts out you got some criticism for me or him well, you to him, and then him to you. He's responding to you, but you're noticing <laughs> something, man. You're feuding back and forth. You're giving him the bait, no, and he's of, eating of, it. No, of course. Well, it's not even the bait. I'm just I'm telling the truth, Schmo. Like, that's all I'm doing, dude. It's like I see, when I see the flaws, there's a reason why. I'm telling you, Schmo, there's a reason why he's responded to me, because he knows that the truth hurts. And typically, when I, you know, when I do give that breakdown, like, that, that's Henry Cejudo, man. That's not... That's not triple C. Yeah, maybe with a little triple, maybe with a little bit of uh, King of Cringe flavor. But at the end of the day, man, uh, he's uh, Conor McGregor. His his striking, his striking is, is is all right. He's decent, but because there's so much footage on Conor McGregor, he needs to switch it up, man. So if I don't see any level changes, if I don't see any faints, faints or faints, or see, seeing him set traps, dude, he's 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 gonna lose to everybody and anybody. Because once you get over the stigma or once you get over that cloud that what he used to have, what he used to like, uh, you know, crap talk, that was his greatest gift, man, his, his mouth, his mouthpiece, his mind. But now people go past, see past that schmo, 
he, he he lost that fire a little bit. So this is why he needs to adjust technically and tactically. And I do believe that Conor McGregor could could be a top contender. Maybe maybe not a world champion anymore, but he, you know what I'm saying? Just a, a just a, a gatekeeper, and I think he'd be satisfied with that. So as the date gets closer for him to return, no set date yet. What's making more sense for him as this whole thing unfolds? Who would Triple C like to see Conor McGregor dance inside the octagon with? I'd like to see him dance with me, quite honestly. I mean, he went from 145 to 170. Why don't you give me that same opportunity? I can go from 135, from 125 all the way to 155. No problem. So that's who I would like to see next. I want that fight. I talk a lot of stuff. We, we smack talk a lot of stuff to each other. It gets personal between us. Give me the opportunity. Give me the shot. Well, you know what? Let's cut the bullshit out. You know who Conor McGregor needs to fight, Max? You're talking to him right now. That's right. The Triple C, the Olympic champ, the flyweight champ, and the Baton weight champion of the world. Enough of this Twitter crap. Enough of this cute Twitter stuff. Okay. Yeah, you are Red Patty Knight. And for that reason, I do want to fight you. But think about it too, Conor McTapper. You got two belts. I have two belts. I have an Olympic gold medal, and you don't have anything. Apparently, you love the number four. Anyways, that being said, I say we go at it, dude. I say we make this fight, and that's it, man. Let's let's talk is cheap, dude. You've lost a lot of these guys. You, you commented on all, all the videos that I do about you. I am a smart human being, bro, and you know that, and I want to expose you, and I want to expose it live on pay-per-view if you are willing to sign that contract. I'm waiting. What about Dylan sure Dennis? We have Red Pat. Ah, man. Dildo Dennis is his freaking his stepson. He absolutely makes me sick, dude. He's he should, he, he's a troll. He's a real life troll. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're champions that have done it before. Dildo Dennis is just, I don't know what he is, man. He's just a, he's just a piece of skid. Oh. Maybe you want to challenge both of them <laughs> on the same night, then? Is that what you're trying to say, Triple C? I wouldn't mind, dude. I wouldn't mind, dude. I, I guarantee, dude, both of those dudes would not make it past freaking three rounds with me. I promise you that. And that's real talk. I'd stop Conor McGregor. He, go to, he couldn't be able to stop my wrestling. Or I could surprise him with that. And I can I can knock him out. My speed, uh, my position, my experience would be a problem for anybody, at, especially somebody like Conor when there's a lot of videos, especially the fact that he leans super heavy on that front leg. Man, I know how to kick. We saw it with Cruz. I... You know what I mean? I, I, I've become a mixed martial. You can see my involvement in fighting with Connor. He's the same dude. He's the same dude. You know, uh, right hand, left hook, right hand. Like, he's the same. He's the same dude, man. Like, I, I want to see more, man. I never saw takedowns from him. I never saw any submissions from him. He's a guy that just wants to strike. So, if you're a better striker than him or you have more endurance than him, and it's just it's not going to work, Schmo. I, I, put, I put him out no longer, no more than three rounds. I promise you. Well, keep barking up the tree, Triple C. It's not a gold medal match, but it's a gold medal payday, and it wouldn't be at 145. Conor McGregor's not making 145. You're going to have to leapfrog 145. Triple C returning at lightweight 155 against Conor McGregor. Sign the schmo up. We'd like to see that. Well, sh dude, I'm, uh, dude, I'm 170 right now, schmo. Trust okay. me, dude. I, I'd probably even struggle to make 55. <laughs> <laughs> keep eating. Keep can traveling, we, Can man. we show it? <laughs> Yeah, but either way, it's like uh, it, it's it's still heaviness. You know what I'm saying? When you're able to pick up that heaviness, and, and yeah, you know, it cut down to 50, 15 pounds. Forty five would be perfect. Fifty five would just be just as good. I like the challenge. Well, you are looking thick. And speaking of challenge, people are criticizing you during those push ups, man. 
that thick body wasn't going all the way down for those push-ups. What's your explanation? Man, the, the only thing I got to say, Schmo, is don't hate me because I'm beautiful. That's it. All right, we'll leave it at that. Don't hate him because he's beautiful. And let's kick it off with the real meat and potatoes with the gold medal moment. This weekend, UFC 273 Jacksonville, Hamza Chemaev, Gilbert Burns. This is Hamza Chemaev's biggest test of the career. We've had him inside studio. You and I together sat down with him and Darren Till. This is it. The big cojones. It's all coming out right here. Let's sum it up for the audience. What's made him so dominant so far, Hamzat? Um, it could, it, it could, it could be. I mean, the dominance is great, and he's done. He's done what he has to do if he could get rid of somebody. But at the same time, it could also be a curse because he's never gone past. He's never done three rounds. You know what I'm saying? He's been finishing everybody in the UFC within the first round. So that being said, man, it's uh. Especially if he cut weight, man. I was just watching. I was just watching a video here. How, how much Chamayev has to cut down to make that to make one seventies. I don't see him at one seventies for for too long. You know what I mean? For too long. I think he's gonna. I think I think he's outgrown it. I mean, he was he was wrestling at eighty six kilos at ninety two. That's two eleven and one hundred eighty four pounds, and now he's at one seventy. I think I think that's gonna be his greatest challenge because we saw that last time he weighed. He tried to make weight. He struggled. He made the weight, but he struggled. So. You know, sometimes, sometimes that could be the biggest birdie, man. It's it's the fight before the fight, and that fight is the weight cut. So that's where I'm curious to see whether whether Hamzat is going to really be able to recover, because you know Gilbert Burns has fought championship fights, and he's able to go three rounds. But look at the sensationalism around this buzz. This is more attention Gilbert Burns is getting now than when he fought. Usman for the title. It's crazy. He's got all that sensationalism, the hype behind him, but the dominance so far. Get back to the Schmo's original question for a second. Is it because of just the level of competition and not having the ring time, or is it truly because this is who the man is? He's that dominant of a human being. Um, I, I, yeah, he's 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 dominant, man. He believes in wrestling. He's obsessed with fighting. He doesn't have any kids. Like he's that's all he does is dedicate himself to the sport of mixed martial arts, and he wants to be complete. Like Chamayev's Chamayev's legacy is to be the greatest of all time, to walk out with two, three UFC belts, and that's that's really what his dream is. And uh, when he's a wrestler, and you've been to the school that he's been to, like in Dagestan, man, like a lot of things are possible. That's what I would have loved to have seen Khabib go up 270 pounds just for that same reason. Obviously, it would never happen because him and Kamaru are boys. But uh, Chemayev's going to try to make some history, man, in this game. And, uh, and he is a scary dude. So how does Gilbert Burns upset him and derail this hype train? How does he do it? Yeah, it, if I was a Gilbert Burns position, Schmo, I would definitely anticipate a lot of things that Chamayev's going to do. Gilbert Burns, he is going to get taken down by Chamayev. Chamayev does a really good job of covering distance before he shoots. Like, he's right in your face before he literally penetrates. He's not doing what the other guys do. They shoot way from the hell from out here. That dude's, like, right here. And then he's shooting. You know what I'm saying? You know so what here's, I mean? So here's Anyways. the thing. Yeah. I understand, and he understands he's going to be taken down, and Hamzad is cutting so much weight. But Gilbert Burns has been in there with the who's and who's. He's been in the deep waters. If Gilbert Burns can survive the fury in the first round and all the onslaught Hamzad Chemaev is doing, because Hamzad Chemaev, we haven't seen him go beyond this first round. If you could test him, test where the cardio is, cutting that much weight and go in the deep waters, every fighter inevitably makes a mistake. And if Gilbert Burns can capitalize on a mistake, 
He could shock the world. He certainly could do it. He could, man. He could. Gilbert, uh, you're talking about, yeah, Gilbert Burns. But this is what I was telling you, Schmo. He has to put himself in positions and in situations where he's more likely going to end up through the takedowns with Shemaev. Leg locks. You get taken down anticipating falling in a position that's going to benefit you where you're going to be able to literally submit him because he's not. He's gonna, Gilbert, I mean, Shemaev's going to go in there. He's not going to strike with them. He's going to go straight for that takedown right away. I could be wrong. But that's what I think he's going to do. So what you do is, like, don't fight the takedown. That's what Chamayev wants. He wants you to struggle. He wants to empty your gas tank. What you do is you anticipate it. You go to the ground. You fall before, but you put yourself in a position where you can submit. You put yourself in a where you anticipate and you take risk because it's not about fighting, Shmo. It's about winning. And if you're a smart human and you're able to win, that's, that's what's going to make you, you know, a legend. Does this fight in any other way outside of a finish? Uh, man, it's hard to count any of them out, but I think there, I think we'll see. A, I think we could see a finish on either side. Gilbert sure. Burns, people don't forget, man. Gilbert Burns is a, a world champion in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He was a, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt world champ. He was one of the he's one of the best right now. Like when it comes to submission wise, in the UFC, and there's a lot of great submission artists, Damian Maya. You know, a lot of those guys, he's he's at that cream of the crop. So I wouldn't sleep on him either, but also, I mean, Chimaev is just, he is the boogeyman, man. You know what I mean? He is that prospect that people are, that don't want to fight. They will only fight Chimaev is when he has the, if he ever becomes a UFC champion, that's when people are going to be calling him out. But nobody wants to go through him to get to the title. I think everybody wants the easy way out. And that's why Gilbert Besides Burns Gilbert number Burns. two. Puts his name in the hat, and that's why he is truly, truly respected and one of the greats we have in the sport today. Gilbert Burns steps up to the plate. Let's move on to the silver medal moment. Both gold belts on the line, UFC 273 in the main and co-main. Volkanovski, Zombie, Aljamain Sterling, Peter Jan. Triple C, why aren't you quartering Peter Jan for this, man? He's been calling you out to quarter him. Why aren't you quartering him? Man, Peter Jan, because either one of him or that flavor, flavor, that flavor, flavor lookalike, Aljolaine Sterling, because they both absolutely suck. You know, they're both going to babysit my belt until the king returns, and I ain't nobody's water boy. You know, you imagine that I would corner him, and I'd probably throw in my sticky towel just to call it quits and let Aljolaine win again. You know, you don't want that from Triple C. Anyways, man, I ain't nobody's water boy. Peter Yan, the ugly potato cheater Yan, you can do me a favor and you can bet the need a King Triple C too. So does Peter Yan beat Algermain Sterling? And new. But you know what, Shmo? I I rewatched the fight again because I yeah. dude. So did it was show? a lot closer. It was a lot closer than I thought, man. Yeah, especially when, in the when, beginning when Aljamain Sterling was looking like he was having his way in the early rounds. There's a there's a couple of mistakes that Al, that Aljamain did really wrong with. Uh, if he could have fixed that, I think it could be a different fight. He was throwing he was throwing too much volume, and he was doing a lot of shit where he was giving his back and getting taken down. Like it's it's almost like he was doing that on purpose to kind of create grappling situations. It's like, man, you really, if you're going to invest in getting takedowns, you're going to have to really create a fight with Peter and really, you got, you're going to have to be inside. I go back to that Chamayev. Why does he get takedowns? Because he really covers this. He almost, run, he almost runs at you, stops at the right position where he's super close, and then he penetrates. I think Aljamain Sterling, if he's able to be a little more efficient with his striking and not 
produce so much power, but maybe invest in them leg kicks, like in the, the, the ankles, because Peter will go southpaw, and he does both, but he got to pinpoint a certain area, play the distance game, create fights. Uh, don't fight just to fight, man. I think that's just the biggest thing, and this is why I would love a fight with Peter Yaw because, man, I see these holes, man. I predict these things. Like, I know the areas that he's not good at. If Corey, if Corey Sanhagen could take him down, man, oh, man, I, I would literally dedicate my fight to just continue, just grappling Khabib style, you know what I mean? Ground and pound for an hour every single day of wrist control, top collegiate riding, cage control, like like making him fight his beast. And of course, everybody looks pretty on their feet. But until somebody puts him on the ground and really puts the hammer on him, then then then, then we'll see how good Peter the cheater, the ugly potato, Giannis. Yeah, but Corey Sandhagen took him down, but no one was expecting Corey Sandhagen to go for the takedown. He's also been in there with some solid wrestlers and a Uriah Faber and obviously Aljamain Sterling. No one of the pedigree of you, Triple C. I wanted to ask you, put the Corey Sandhagen thing aside for a second. How would you assess the takedown defense of Pewter Jan? No, it's semi. He has, uh, it's, it's semi. His, his takedown defense is, it's semi, if you ask me. He's got a he's got a semi semi defense. Better than Israel Adesanya. But I think it's they're both. It's probably better than Israel. Yeah, okay. probably yeah yeah better than Israel. He seems seems a little more comfortable there. Um, but he's got a hole in there. But he but at the same time though, Shmo, he is a real deal. He's a great striker. He can mix it. Like if you watch it too, like Peter Young will end up. In, he ended up in good positions with uh, with with uh, Algerman, and he he couldn't submit or he couldn't do anything. So that's not a threat. So you got to make somebody fight the B side. So if Al if if Algerman Sterling is watching this man, there's a way that you can beat him, but it's done tactically. If you you tactically you don't technically beat Peter Young, you tactically beat Peter Young. Aljamain Sterling's looking like he's in shape. He's feeling confident. Pewter's feeling confident. The Schmo cannot wait for those fireworks. Yeah, if, if his game chance, if his game chance, if his game plan changes, Schmo, he could win. If his game plan doesn't win it, it's gonna be the same shit. If he gives his back and he does like these sloppy takedowns, goes to his back, you know, if he exerts his power, his gas tank, unnecessary shots, like kicking elbows, like kicking limbs that are not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have a purpose to everything that you do. You can you can over move in a fight where it will literally fatigue you, and you gotta be careful. All right, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're moving on to this week's bronze medal movement. Let's talk a little heavyweight division. Let's talk John Jones. Ink link itching to get back this summer. What are your thoughts on that triple C? And also, we'll get into who could give this man some potential problems in this division. Oh man, what well, John Jones Bones? I talked to him last week, man. He actually gave me a call, man. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm honored when when Johnny Jones Bones calls me, and uh, he wants to, man. I told him, I said, claim stake at, at at the international fight week, man. Why not, dude? You're a legend, bro. You are the greatest of all time. You claim stake. Be like, hey, man, I want international fight week, fight week. Make that job easier for the UFC. You know what I'm saying? Like, go up against Stipe, which I think is going to be Stipe. But you know, anything can happen here in the UFC. He's he's training hard, man. John Jones is a very disciplined human being, man. Obviously, you know he's he's had his hiccups. You know what I'm saying? Late night, late night stuff. But other than that, uh, Schmo, when I can tell you the guy trains and he listens, man, there's a reason why that dude's on top. 
you know, so I think, uh, you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of great talent out here. I know, I know, I know Darren Till brought, brought up, uh, uh, Absinol. Tommy Absinol. They ain't nobody in the, they ain't nobody in the heavyweight division that's really going to touch him. And I really don't, not even the, the only guy that really has a chance to beat Jones is Francis Ngannou with knockout power. But even that man, John Jones could strike himself. He could wrestle. He could take out legs. It's uh, you almost need a you almost need to hire a you almost need to get a damn grizzly bear to beat John Jones. That's the only way. Wait, the schmo was covering WrestleCon WrestleMania in Dallas. We ran into at the time he was once the youngest heavyweight champion in UFC history. John Jones obviously took that, but Big Josh Barnett, former UFC heavyweight champion. The Schmo asked him what the UFC should do with Francis Ngannou recovering because the Schmo thinks like you, Stephen Miocic, John Jones, that makes sense for an interim. But obviously, you got the Cyril Gons, you got the Tom Aspels. He brought up a name, Romanov. You know, the wrestler, the up and coming guy, a guy completely not on the radar right now for top five, top ten. But that guy has just been plowing through opponents in the UFC. I thought that was an interesting name. Josh Burnett threw out Romanov. Yeah, you're gonna need a lot more than just than just wrestling to beat the goat, man. You know, Cormier tried. He thought his wrestle was gonna be enough. Not really, man. You know what I mean? Especially when you do wrestle when you fight, you get more tired, man. And John Jones' experience is just second to none. I, I'm sure, man. I'm sure there's a lot of great talent that could probably challenge him, but ain't nobody gonna beat him. That's all there is to it. Like John Jones is gonna literally, he's gonna retire undefeated. You know what I'm saying? Like there's that blemish, so. You know, I'm not here to freaking, I'm not here to freaking massage anything from John Jones, but <laughs> that's just the facts. You know, I see it. I see it in training. I can see why he called Daniel Cormier with that kick, man. I said, heavy I'm just like, holy shit. As a flyweight, as a bandwagon, I'm like, dude, you, you can't even see it. By the time you see it, it's in your, it's in your mouth, dude. Freak, freak athlete, and the Schmo completely agrees with you. Stipe Jones, that's going to be the interim title fight. How do you see that playing out? I, because we both think that's coming. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a great fight for I, I like that fight for Jones is because everything that Stepe does, John does better. From striking to wrestling to movement to purpose to all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like he has he has and then that's just a great fight for John to really come back and kind of display his uh his arsenal, his art, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's it's a good fight because you're going to see a lot more creativity from John rather than seeing him fight uh, uh, Francis Ngannou because he knew it would probably be more of a distance game, a more of a weight game, a more of a fatigue game to get him kind of tired, to exhaust his power, get, you know, get rid of his shoulders for Francis. But with uh, with Stipe, I don't, I don't, I like Stipe too, man. But I don't think he brings anything that John has never seen. And I, I can see, I can see John Jones literally stopping him, like no more, no more than no more than four rounds, dude. I can see it. It, it like won't Augustus, go five, and I promise you I that. Can, I can see it being fireworks, like a Gustafsson fight. I mean, Stipe Miocic, greatest heavyweight champion of all time. Obviously, he's now coming off a long time rest. So is John Jones, by the way. The Schmo feels like the UFC could have really dropped the ball here. Why? International Fight Week, July. These two guys among everybody. This is your headliner for Raiders Stadium. I know it's interim. Heavyweight, John Jones, Stephen Milchich, all the Zaz, all the other fights going on before the Raiders return in August and NFL football season reboots. Why not have a Legion Stadium July International Fight Week with John Jones, Stephen Milchich? 
That's what the schmo thinks. It could be done, man. It could be done. Uh, I thought I thought Israel wanted to fight Johnny Jones Bones. What weight class, though? Yeah, I mean, John Jones up to heavyweight? I mean, (laughs) he's not coming back down. At least John Jones has to fight at heavyweight for the belt before he considers going back down to light heavyweight. Oh, yeah, yeah. John Jones ain't never going down, dude. He's 250 pounds solid, man. He's he's a big he's a big boy. Schmo, it's he's crazy. A big boy, yeah. I can only – I saw the photos with you two next to each other, and obviously you've trained with him quite a bit, man. Different. Different animal. Yeah. Now, Triple C, let's talk about some predictions presented to you by BetOnline. Place those bets in. They're the presenting sponsor of the Triple C and Schmo Show. Let's pull up the fight card. The Schmo will kick this thing off with the prelims. We have Mickey Gall returning against Mike Mallett, welcoming this guy into the UFC. This is going to be an interesting fight. You got USA, you got Canada. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Returning also his first camp at Sanford MMA. Aspen Lad, Raquel Pennington, important fight. Aspen Lad, oh, she is the dog at plus 165. Raquel Pennington, minus 195, veteran in the sport. The seventh rank versus the fourth rank, obviously important for title elimination in the bantamweight division. Jarzinho Rosenstrike, Marcin Tabor. The Schmo just saw Marcin Tabor weigh in in London for the fight night. The backup for the heavyweights in London between Volkov and Tommy Aspinall. Plus 130 against Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Man, Jarzinho Rosenstrike. What he did to the lip of Alistair Overeem at that fight night in D.C. And obviously he was on this amazing train. And then what Francis Ngannou did to him the last time in Jacksonville. The UFC was there at the Vice Arena. When you beat Dominic Cruz, Jarzino Rosenstrike got knocked out by Francis Ngannou. And then you got Ian Gary. You're talking about the notorious MMA in Ireland. You got Ian Gary, former Cage Warriors champion, making the second fight in his debut. Madison Square Garden got the knockout victory in the first round. Now he's got Darian Weeks. Ian Gary, minus 365 favorite. The Schmo understands why. They want to hype him up, and that's why he's the feature on the prelims. Let's go to the start of the main card. A guy you trained with, Mark Madsen, against Vince from Hal Pichel. Never boring fight. Madsen, he's the underdog, Triple C. Tell us why they're wrong. Man, well, I'm going to tell you why he's wrong. is because this guy is a three-time Olympian, Olympic silver medalist, and he's trained at one of the best gyms in the world, if not the best gym in the world, at fight ready. I mean, the dude's evolving, man. Like, like Mark Madsen has come a long ways come a long, long ways, and he's only getting better, man. So I think, I just think that wrestling pedigree, his defense has gone better. If there's anybody that improved more at fight ready than anybody really in the world, it has been Mark, Mark Matson. He has really made uh, uh, leaps and bounds, man, with the striking, with the stand-up. He, he's in better position. His composure's on point. He's recognizing distance better. So this is why I am going to have to go with none other than the Olympic Mark Matson. An easy way for the Schmo to lead. We knew you'd choose him. And obviously, Vince is well-rounded. He's been in the game forever. Doesn't have the wrestling nearly close to Marks from that pedigree stance. Obviously, a great striker. We understand why you chose him. We got Tisha Torres, the tiny tornado, against Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie Dern, minus 115 favorite. Number five versus number seven. Big, big fight in the female strawweight division. What do you make of it, Triple C? Well, it all depends, man. It all depends where the fight goes. You keep it on your feet, Tisha Torres wins. Yeah. 
uh, you keep it, you take it to the ground. Obviously, you're in. Man, she's she's probably one of the greatest of all time. Not not just uh, in the sport of jujitsu. So, I think Mackenzie Dern is dangerous, but I also think that uh, I also think that uh, the 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 tornado is that what it is? Tisha Torres, the tornado. The tornado, tiny tornado, and she's minus one hundred five. This is nearly a pickup. Yeah, I, I think I would probably, I think I would probably just to make it fun. I think I would. I'm gonna go with Tisha Torres just, just for the simple sake that this is mixed martial arts. She could strike. She could, you know what I mean. Like the fight, the fight can go to different places. But godly, that's a hard one. You know what? I changed my mind. I'm going Mackenzie Dern. I mean, Mackenzie <laughs> Dern striking is only improving ever since she started training with Jason Perillo over in Ruka. It's amazing how much she's improved on the feet. She's comfortable on the feet, and obviously you take this to the mats. It's her world. Not surprised he switched on that. Gilbert Burns, Hamza Chemaev. You already told us you like boars. Aljamain Sterling, he's minus five. To, oh, jeez, he's a big, big fit. Uh, Aljamain Sterling, Pewter Jan. You like Pewter Jan, don't you, Triple C? I do like Pewter Jan, but I could also see the... Uh Probably the biggest upset going on that card. I can see Aljamain Sterling still beating him, if there's anybody. If, if, because I rewatched that fight, Schmo, and I had a different perspective on him. I was like, man, he just needs to work on his tactics a little bit better. You know, and I, I'm going for Aljamain. I really am. I know I talk a lot of stuff about Aljamain, flavor, flavor, stunt double, but I'm actually going for him. I think uh, I would love to see Aljamain actually legitimately beat Peter Young. I'm not going to be surprised if he does beat Peter Jan. I mean, I just think everything that could go wrong with him from what he apparently did not eat and starving himself on that fight date and just having the embarrassment of the acting on his side. I think if now's the time in Aljamain Sterling's <laughs> career, you're going to get the best Aljamain Sterling. It's got to be him. He's even clean shaven, man. You look at him, there's a different okay. twinkle in the eyes. The smoke can okay, sense so, that he's ready. Okay, so is that mean you're is that mean you're betting? Is that mean you're going for Aljamain Sterling? You got him winning? Is that? Is I that said what the, I'm schmo, the schmo's not surprised if Aljamain Sterling wins this fight. That's what the schmo you, said. You want to put a bet on it? Well, we well, <laughs> want to put a bet. All right, we can put a bet on it. I'll just put on a bet with you. Doesn't mean the schmo's rooted or not rooted. You can take your boy Pewter Jan, who you should have been in cornering the in the first no. place. I will take Aljamain Sterling. What are we gonna do? I say we do. 12 pull-ups with a diaper on the head while a binky in mouth. 12 pull-ups, binky in mouth, diaper on head. How about it, Triple C? How about, how about you put that diaper on? How about you get an elderly diaper? You put that thing on. You do your 12 push-ups or 12 pull-ups. I'm sorry. Maybe for the next bet. The Schmo already made the terms. Don't change the terms now. Maybe for the next bet after this, you'll have to wear the diaper. But right now, it's going on the head. And it doesn't have to be a used diaper. It could be a clean diaper, by the All way, right. as well. All right. All now, right. Triple C. We got a deal? I think we, but you know what? I'm kind of going for Aljamain, man. I, you know what? Let, let, let's just hold off to that bet, man, because I, I, I don't want that energy. I want Aljamain. I want Aljamain to actually beat him, dude. So I don't want to go against him. All right, well, I mean, the Schmo was not betting against Pewter Jan, but we were going to take the bet with you. You're chickening out. Yeah. We'll keep it no, for the next no, one. No, 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 I'm not checking it out because I, I, I want hope for Al, for Al Jimmy because then it's going to be like, I don't, want it to, I don't want it to be about the bet. I want, it to, I want it to be about the comeback. You know what I'm saying, Schmo? The Schmo can appreciate that. We will table that outstanding on-the-fly Schmoment of the mind bet for the next one. Volkanovski. 
and Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie. Now, Triple C, this is a great way to end the show. Give us your final speech from Arizona on the Korean zombie and why we'll hear Ann new. Well, because think about it, man. The experience that he has, the people that he has fought in, um, if Okonofsky, uh, training at Fight Ready MMA, making the adjustment that he has, you know what I mean? Like fighting for the, fighting for family, for the, for the country's honor, having nothing to lose and taking all the risk. You know, I, I go back and I think of that fight with Bisbee and Luke Rockhold. Nothing to lose and everything to risk, and he risked everything that he had, and he won. And there are, and plus they had me as a training partner, the majority of the, actually the whole fight camp. So I was giving, I was giving them that exact Volkanovski look, you know, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I can't fight for him, Schmo. But the, what I can say is like, I wish him luck. And I do believe that he, he does have the ability to beat Alexander Volkanovski. And I really do. And I think w when he beats him, it's going to be early and he's going to knock him the hell out. And the Schmo is just going to add man. a little... I like it. Uh, the Schmo's going to add some fuel to the fire in the favor of Zombie just to pump things up and to pump up our co-host, Triple C. Listen, man, this guy's fought the who's who. He's never been afraid to risk it for the biscuit. Put everything on the line with the elbows anywhere in the cage. The flying knees. He's able to throw things and do things. He's got your tutelage. He's got Eddie Cha in the corner. Korean Zombie is not here by accident. Crazier things have happened. You gave him the good luck pillows. We saw him holding the pillows with the wife of the children. Great gesture. Great gift, by the way. Triple C, you're giving him all the juju he needs. Now he's just got to muster it up and connect. He's got the chance of the knockout. The Schmo saw what you said about Volkanovski. He could outpoint him, but he can't knock him out. Let's see if Zombie could shock him and knock him out. Anything's possible. We've seen crazier things. And by the way, the Schmo just, by the way, interviewed the Venezuelan vixen. The Venezuelan vixen. Who chose her to beat Amanda Nunes? Nobody did. Yeah, exactly, Schmo. And, and, you know, and fighting, man, everybody has that puncher's chance. Everybody has that, that submission chance, too. Everybody has, you know, it, it is different, man. Like, you can really flip a coin and fight. And that's what, this is why fighting is so much more harder to judge because you don't know who the hell is going to show up and with what. If Ben Askren ever shot, does that knee ever connect to Masvidal? Does Masvidal start him go through the roof? And does Ben Askren not hug him out and drown him, take him to deep waters for three full rounds? Had he not just ducked in the opening seconds of the round? Who knows if he not just shot in the open seconds of the round? Who knows? But that's the fun of the fight game. Yeah, of course. And then think about it too, man. I don't know what's more impressive, man. You know, Michael Bisbee fighting with one eye or Ben Askren fighting with no hands? <laughs> they both had longevity, but I guess Bisbee's was longer in the UFC. <laughs> and with that said, Triple C, what's your name? I am Triple C. And you can catch Triple C and the Schmo doing a watch party on Millions. Live commentary. Through the fights, you can hear what Triple C would say in the moment if he was cornering Zombie. You don't want to miss it. Tune in. Let's go. 11 p.m. Eastern time. Between 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. Somewhere in that range. Stay tuned for notices. He's Triple C. I'm the Schmo. We'll see you next time. We're out.